The hypnotic hiker presents nature, the drug of choice. Hypnotic trips, if you will, virtual hiking experiences, mind trips that offer a shift in perspective. Basically, these are a series of guided journeys that take you back to your true self. In these episodes, you'll discover the true power of your unconscious mind and how to change old outdated programs from birth that have kept you stuck. You'll enjoy some virtual hikes, some hypnosis, divine interventions. You'll learn walking meditations. By the way, I've been a clinical hypnotherapist since 2002. We'll explore the importance of staying connected or reconnecting to your wild child, to be in touch with our primitive minds, our instincts. We'll talk about how the modern world has tried to change us into cogs of a machine. I'll dive into mass hypnosis and the concept of transhumanism. We'll even explore regenerative ranching and agriculture. The most important discovery you'll have is how to lose your shadow self and how to love yourself again, standing on your own two feet and thinking from your heart mind and speaking with your true voice. I'm Valerie, the hypnotic hiker. So are you ready for a new relationship with nature and yourself? Come along with me. So this is a series. So if you're just now tuning in, then go back to episode one because you're learning things along the way. You'll get something out of this one, but I do encourage you to go back and listen to the whole series if possible. Welcome to episode seven of Hypnotic Trip. The title of this show is Primitive Anxious Mind versus Modern Anxious Mind. Anxiety is anxiety. This episode is actually one that started way back in 2014 in my hiking notebook from a solo Appalachian trail hike. Spoiler alert, I did not do the whole thing. I started at the north end, but not the end end. I jumped on in Kent, Connecticut on August the 11th. My goal was three nights or 30 miles. My sister dropped me off at 10 a.m. The first leg was uphill. Welcome to the Appalachian Trail. It took me seven and a half hours to go eight miles. I set up camp short of my goal at 10 Mile River Camp. I wish it had been 10 miles. I was still in Kent. It's kind of funny how you can walk all day and be in the same city but eight hours of driving, you could be three states away up there in the east. I did a check. Mentally, I was okay. Physically, I was good. Emotionally, I was kind of flat. So why was I not thrilled and excited? Well, I was actually nervous about sleeping alone. Well, not really. There were bears there. So it was physically challenging. Lots of ups and downs. Large rocks to go over. I don't hike with those stick thingies, by the way. Several streams to cross, and I got to collect water from one of them. That was exciting. I did bathe in the stream at the camp. The river provided a constant sound of water, which was lovely. Dusk was starting to appear, settling in. Bears, I wondered. I wonder if there's anyone up at that shelter. I wondered this over and over as anxiety built. I wondered and wondered and worried and worried until it was dark 
and I was in my bag in my tent, the thought of the bear wouldn't leave me. Go, I said to myself. And I got out, grabbed my beer, grabbed my beer, <laughs> grabbed my gear, I wish, um, grabbed my gear and along with the assembled tent, just pulled the stakes and all out of the ground <laughs> and ran in the dark and found three through hikers camped there at the actual AT shelter. It was about a mile away. I had to go back to 10 mile camp the next morning to get my food that I left suspended in a tree. Nobody saw any bears, by the way. Great how that imagination works. So I started off day two feeling very fresh and energized and focused on the next place to camp for the night. It was all about survival, just like in the modern world, but with bugs. I noticed also something kind of curious. I used a different greeting for each hiker. Sometimes I would say hello or hi or hey there or good morning. It was interesting how fast I could sum them up and the voice to them, the right greeting. So my diary um, for day two, I wrote, I'm at Wiley Post on day two, 1.7 miles over the New York border, finally in another state. It was 13 miles to the next shelter with water. The ground is level now, so I can do that. I had a long rest at lunch. I'm a little sore. It was a little harder on my hips than I anticipated. I guess part of it was sleeping on the ground. It started to rain, though. I got out my rain gear and was determined to keep on, but the sky looked pretty ominous. The rain slowed me, and I doubted my ability to go to the next shelter. I still had seven miles to go. The trail is the same as real life. Doubts, fears, pains. Where's the toilet? When do I eat? Damn those bugs. <laughs> when you stop, actually, they're all over your face and ears. So you keep going. It was really stressful. And it rained and it rained and it rained. So checking my phone, as I didn't have a way to charge it, so I had to leave it off most of the time. So checking my phone... Um, because of the, the sky and the way it looked, my sister had left a message that she said the weather was getting worse. So I called her. She said, well, you want me to pick you up? My reply was uncertain. I'd been hiking almost two full days. It seemed like I was too far away. She said, oh, I know where you are. I can be there in 30 minutes. I was astonished. I thought I was so much further. Anyway, I decided that I'd had enough. Um, the meeting spot was at Highway 22. I'd hiked 20 miles, but I was done. The rain was super annoying. <laughs> and it's really no fun to set up your tent in the rain. While I was waiting for my sister, I met some of the other hikers. Their names were George, Faith, and Princess. They were delighted to get my leftover food, coffee, and water. They had gone 700 miles, but had 1,400 to go. They had all started solo and joined up. Pink backpacks and one hiker was wearing a tiara. Also, she had little plastic toys attached to her pack. I felt a little ashamed at how serious I was. I didn't really have fun, but they were having fun. The through hikers are like a subculture population. I was a section hiker. We all shared it, though, like a community. More power to you. I'm getting off the trail, I said. 
Even though I only did 20 miles, I still hiked the AT. This is a fun story about how even though I was in my primitive mind on the trail, there were still anxieties, but these went away once I got off. Primitive mind, fight or flight. The lack of security, the need to survive is the biggest emotion, so off the trail I felt so much more secure, but then there were new stressors. Back in the modern world, technology mostly creates anxiety. What is interesting is that even though I was only out there two days in nature, you don't really see those hard lines, so when I came to town my brain was confused by the hard lot, those hard lines, straight edges of buildings but it didn't take long to adjust. Then there were the lights, flashing lights, brake lights, sounds, <laughs> creating different mild, anxi mild anxieties. We may think we get used to it, but our nervous systems really never do. The modern mind kind of stays on high alert. And I started thinking about these areas in the world called the blue zones. Have you ever heard of the blue zones? So it's reported that when you live in a blue zone, it's actually trademarked, um, you exist in an environment that allows you to live an absolutely wonderful, long, vibrantly healthy life. People in these zones are reported to live much longer than average without illness. These are real natural places where the inhabitants eat nutritious foods and in the right amount. They limit smoking and drinking, maybe they don't do that at all, they're socially engaged, and they have a purpose. The key is purpose. There are only five places in the world like that. Okinawa, Japan, Sardinia, Italy, Nicoya, Costa Rica, Ankara, Greece, and Loma Linda, California. Seems like we really should be focused on a priority to create more of these places rather than medicine and building more buildings. People are thriving in these places naturally and happily. But I think it really will be hard to reverse the Industrial Revolution. If you want to learn more about the Blue Zones, you can go to bluezones.com in future episodes I will teach you how to create your own blue zones in your mind and when you do this in your mind the unconscious doesn't know the difference between real and imagined so you can really relax your nervous system by listening to those in the meantime um, my SoundCloud account has a new recording for reducing anxiety. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. So I want you to have the resources that I've created, sharing those with you so that you can live a happier, healthier life. This podcast is sponsored in part by Simply Organic Soap, maker of plant-based organic soaps, lotion bars, salts, and other products, all infused with essential oils to care deeply for your skin and keep you connected with nature. 
Take a bath on the wild side with the Simply Hypnotic Soap inspired by me, the hypnotic hiker. You can order this soap and all of their organic products online at simplyorganicsoap.com. Music